Blessings, he who comes in the name of the Lord of hosts. Bless, O Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you. All Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to whom is the glory forever. On the same day, Jesus went out of this house and sat by the sea. And multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into the boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. When the sun was up, they were scorching because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. As I mentioned last week, the parable of the sower is read for us two weeks in a row in the Coptic month of Fatur. Last week, uh, we focused a little bit on the thorny ground. We sort of meditated on the things that maybe in and of themselves are not bad, but are slowly choking out the free time that I, that I have for God. Very often, like last week, we think about this parable with an emphasis on the ground that the seeds fall on. We ask sort of, which kind of soil are we? Are we rocky or thorny, or are we the pack-down path where the birds can sort of easily steal the seeds? How can I become good soil? Those are the kind of things that we think about. We often use this passage to judge ourselves by comparing our spiritual selves to the good soil God wants us to be. And this is a good thing. It's good always for us to wonder or to meditate on how well we are using our faith and using God's blessings to be fruitful in the world so that we can have works that show our faith. But this Sunday I want to encourage us to look at this parable in light of uh, actually the, the sower himself. St. Paul says in Romans, There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, 
but according to the Spirit. There is no condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus. So everyone gets seed no matter what, no matter where they are. The sower gives them a chance. Our Lord Jesus Christ is pointing out a characteristic of God. That all of us are given these seeds of love. No one is rejected from the kingdom of God. Even if they happen to live on rocky soil, or they're traveling on hard paths, or they're being tempted away from loving God by evil thorns in their life. Look at this parable and see what it says to us about the characteristics or the character of the sower. The title of the parable, by the way, is Parable of the Sower, not Parable of the Soils. So even though we focus on the, a lot on the, on the soils, the title of this parable is the Parable of the Sower. So who is the sower? You might think that this person is careless or reckless with the seed. Why did he throw it so wastefully? Our Lord Jesus Christ explains the parable and He says that God is the sower. And I think, you know, the farmer knows what he's doing. This sower is throwing seeds of faith and seeds that contain the word of God and show his great love. Because all people in all circumstances in life need grace and need love and need the word of God to grow. Even people who are the, the lowest of what we would consider of society, people that are homeless, people that are drug addicts, people that live among the thorns, people who are prisoners in cells, and you and I, even, who are sometimes clueless about how to be fruitful with God's love, we can still benefit from God's generous sowing that He sows in all of us. His sharing, His loving, His healing, His grace that He gives us. So God is sort of as if He is a relentless optimist, believing that life can take root even in unlikely places. Even rocky and thorny soil can be changed to provide a place for growth when God's love and God's grace is poured on them. The sower is not being wasteful, the sower is not being careless. The sower knows exactly what he's doing. God is being extravagant. By the way, it's not just the seed, the word of God, that God scatters liberally. That's everything. Think about creation. You know, there are hundreds of billions of stars and hundreds of billions of galaxies. Most of them as far as we know, devoid of life as we know it. And between these hundred billion galaxies or whatever, there are huge amounts of what seems to be like empty space. And on this planet, for example, when there could have been maybe just one species of bird, there are thousands of species of birds, thousands of species of animals and insects, and all these kind of things. So God's creation is extravagant. He doesn't do sort of the bare minimum. He goes beyond. And God has gone vastly beyond everything that we can imagine in His love. So God's love also is extravagant. The image of Him sowing the seed, almost like in a careless way, is consistent with the usual way of God, that God is being extravagant with His people, showing His love in, a, in an overabundant way. The answer to why the, the sower sows the seeds in this way is because, or has to do with the mystery of love. Love does not say, what is the least that I can do? If I love somebody, I don't think to myself, what is the least I can do? If I am passionate about something, I love something, I don't think to myself, what is the least I can do? I think to myself, what more can I do? 
If a man loves his wife, he doesn't look for the cheapest gift on her birthday. He looks for an extravagant gift. God is love and, and, and God is extravagant. Even, by the way, if the failed seed represents those who ultimately reject God, God loves that soil in that seed anyway. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ, He goes on to explain the seeds that fail to bear fruit are symbols of those who uh, allow riches, worldly preoccupation, persecution, other things to draw them away from God. But even, even if He knows this, it doesn't change God's love for them. He still wills them into existence. You know, in another place in the Gospels, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you, that you will be sons of your Father in heaven. And then our Lord Jesus Christ goes on to describe what does He mean to be a son of your Father in heaven? What is God the Father like? He says, He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So yes, God loves even the people who will ultimately reject Him. He does not, for example, knowing ahead of time that rejection, say to them, you cannot exist. So He scatters the seed, knowing ahead of time they will not bear fruit. And He continues to send sun, to send rain, even on the people who are going to reject Him. So the parable shows God's unfailing love for us. He sows seeds even knowing they will not bear fruit or the fruit that He wants. He wills the existence of all, even those who He knows ahead of time will reject Him. That God sows those seeds and allows them to fall on bad soil is actually indicative of God's justice. The various places, the different types of soil that the seed falls on is showing human freedom more than it's an illustration of the intent of God. You know, somebody might ask, why would God allow a seed to fall on the, the path, on the wayside? Why would He let it fall among thorns? Why would He let it fall in rocky soil? And the answer here is that God has made us free. Were He to go and, and come back and take, take back all the seeds that fell in unfruitful places, someone could argue that God withdrew His grace and that maybe somebody was lost on account of God. It was God's fault that they were lost. That God manipulated the process by withdrawing His word. But God in justice calls everyone and offers everyone sufficient grace for all of us to come to faith and works of salvation. And so sowing the seed everywhere is indicative of God's justice. The variety of the outcomes, there are some that are unfruitful, three different lands that are unfruitful, and even the fruitful land has three different ranges of, uh, of bearing fruit, teaches us from the other side to persevere and to look faithfully into sowing, rather than just to the harvest when we're called into the mission of sharing, sowing the seed of the Word of God. What I mean to say is, put yourself now in the position of the sower. God scatters His seed liberally. Sometimes when we begin to work in God's field, whether it's in service, whether it's in evangelism, even when it's preaching even to my own friends and family, sometimes we get sad or become downcast when it seems like our work is not bearing fruit. 
People don't understand. People don't want to accept the word of God. My son or daughter doesn't listen. They don't want to hear about going to church. They don't want to hear about the sacraments. And the temptation here is to give up. But actually one of the one of the things that I like to say a lot is that God calls us to be faithful. God does not call us to be necessarily successful. That success is dependent on God and His grace. But He calls all of us to be faithful. So it is for up to us to be the means whereby God can sow the seed of His Word. So the Word is in our hands, but the harvest itself is not. This parable teaches us that not every seed we sow, even when us as we are working. If God, not every seed that He sows is going to bear fruit, by necessity, not every seed that we sow is going to bear fruit. In fact, a lot of it will not bear fruit. And it won't bear fruit because of the reasons that our Lord Jesus Christ described in the parable. But the, the mandate for us is this, to preach the word, to go into all the nations and make disciples. St. Paul, he says to, to St. Timothy, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, exhort with great patience and careful instruction. In other words, sometimes the gospel is accepted. Many other times, it's rejected. Preach it anyway. Sometimes the gospel is popular. Sometimes the gospel is in season. Sometimes the gospel is out of season. Preach it anyway. Sow the seeds. Don't give up. St. Paul, he actually goes on to say something that is a little bit of a warning and I think is very relevant to us. He says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. He's saying there's going to be a come a time when people don't want to hear the actual word of God. What they want to do is they want to gather around people who are going to tell them the things that they want to hear. They're going to tell them the things that they want to hear. He says, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. I honestly believe that we are in these times that St. Paul is talking about. The times that St. Paul actually believed that were soon coming uh, upon his people and upon Timothy and, his, and the people and his flock. There are people who preach the gospel to suit their own desires. And they gather lots of people around them because they say things that the people's ears want to hear. Once again, the message is the same. I need to preach the sound doctrine of God anyway. Sow the seed of the word. Persevere. Do not give up. Do not be discouraged. Like St. Paul says, discharge your duty and be willing to endure hardship. Some of the seed is going to make a big, nice harvest. Some of the seed will not. Most of the seed may not. Preach anyway. The lesson today is about the sower. God sows seed and He knows some of it will not bear fruit because His love is, is overabundant, is extravagant. He loves and wills the existence even of the people who will reject Him. And because of His justice and to teach us to persevere, he allows the seed to fall on all types of ground, whatever the outcome. May, may our lives reflect the overabundant love and grace that God has for us. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.